Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Katie. I'm Mel. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Aquaman, directed by James Wan and released in 2018. The plot of the movie goes something like this. Arthur Curry learns that he is the heir to the underwater kingdom of Atlantis and must step up to lead his people and avoid the destruction of the surface world. So I saw this and immediately texted Melissa to be like, I'm currently seeing Aquaman and my notes are extensive. And I I don't actually know. I mean, I can guess what she means by that, but I don't actually know what she means by that. I can show you. Yes. I mean, I I, I literally understand that. What I don't know is is how exactly you felt about it. But then, Ah. so I um, was unable to take notes during the movie, but I took some afterwards and I just opened up the the iCloud message folder and it just had the title and the first line of my notes, which is utter nonsense. (laughs) And I kind of mean that as a compliment, but also this is like nonsense. This movie is complete and utter nonsense, but um, it also like – I didn't hate it. James Wan can direct the hell out of a, a fight scene or an yeah. action sequence. We should probably note that we're doing the um, oh, we're doing the spoiler free spoiler free section. This is spoiler free, uh, so you can listen to this bit and we'll let you know when we get into spoilers. Yes, we will. Yeah, but James Wan can kind of direct the hell out of an action sequence, and like I have some issues with it, and it's nonsense. It's total mm. nonsense, but it kind of knows that it's nonsense, and I kind of appreciate that. I think my my main sort of notes on this were it's fun. It's occasionally quite ambitious, but it's also really unfocused and that means it's really like all over the place and it's really, really uneven in terms of like the performances and the CGI and the visuals and all this stuff. It's very uneven Mm. to me. It's like a really like tasty cake, but that's not cooked through properly, you know, and then some (laughs) bits on the outside are burnt. Like it's just not quite right. (laughs) No. Um, And uh, yeah, there's some really scary CG bits. Um, Jason Momoa surprised me by being watchable. Well, yeah, and see, I like, I've always liked Jason Momoa a lot more than you. And yeah. I, I think he's fun. Like, he's, he knows he's not the world's greatest actor, but he's always having fun. But the thing is, in past things, it's it's been shown up a lot more. I think he was probably helped by the fact <laughs> the that fact he's, that he's a- <laughs> acting opposite a terrible actress for most of this movie. Yeah. But also the fact that, like, he mostly just goes sort of charming or cranky in mm. this. And that kind of works. Yeah. You know, he's not trying to do too many, like angsty moments or anything like that that's all saved for the teen version of him yes. so um so he just gets to be charming or cranky and there's not a lot of in between and that's fine because he can do those emotions yes yeah. and he's like and he looks good he looks great and he's like i'm playing a superhero this is fun yeah and nicole kidman playing his mother similarly is like i'm in a superhero movie i'm just gonna have fun with this yeah She's not – yeah, I'll talk about the performances that I found uneven. There's yeah. some people within their own performance that I was like, this is worse than the last scene you were in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, yes. Up against Amber Heard, who's just so – I think we've talked about this before. I've seen her in, I would say, half a dozen movies, and I could not pick her out of a lineup. I can now because it struck me halfway through the movie who she is. She's like low-budget ScarJo. Well, in this one, yes, she's low-budget That's low budget exactly Scar-Jo. what she's doing in this. Yeah, and, and she's so – like you could have substituted – anyone into that role and it would have made no difference to the final outcome Uh, but might have even been better yeah yeah. but yeah like honestly though I think um there was a little bit of relief that this movie had a sense of humor about it so overall like I I had Uh, for a DC movie for DC yeah I had a decent amount of fun they also largely let James Wan do some what he does Mm -hmm. um it doesn't be like Wonder Woman it doesn't seem to have had too much interference from the Snyders and you can see hallmarks of it, but it's not 
terrible. Yeah, the slow down speed up. Yeah. That's in quite a few scenes. And you're like, <laughs> we don't need this in every one of your movies. In fact, that's only really used, I think, effectively to me once. And I'll talk about it later because it's a spoiler. But the, the real kind of slow motion, like the movie slows down and then speeds up, only works for me once. And I'll talk about it. Yeah. When we get into the spoilers, which mm. we should probably, we're, yeah. we're just telling I, people whether they should see it or not. Look, I think at this time of year and it's summer and you might want to spend a couple hours in air conditioning or it's winter where you are and you might want to spend a couple hours in the heating. Um, it's decent enough fun. There's a lot out though, mm. but it's, it's decent enough fun. And if you're into superhero movies, I mean, why not? Yeah, it's all right. I mean, you're probably going to watch it anyway, and mm. it's it's watchable. It's fun. I didn't like. I was smiling quite a bit. I didn't hate it or anything, mm. but I also took a lot of yeah. notes. So <laughs> yeah. Um, so should we should get into the yeah. spoiler stuff? So yes, if you haven't seen Aquaman and don't want to be spoiled, pause the pod now and come back when you have. Okay. So just before I forget, the bit that I thought it worked well in was when they were being attacked by the trench creatures <laughs> yeah and not so much on the boat but once they get into the water and it's that really cool red shot mm-hmm. there they kind he kind of slows down when they're going down but it's not actually the slow down speed up like slow-mo and then speed up the action it's like the movie slows down to show you the effect of what's going and on and then you get mm-hmm. into their perspective and it's really fast again yeah that was really clever that was really that clever. was a great arresting scene and I, w- I just thought, like, he has a really cool visual style sometimes, mm. and you get to see it a few times in this. Yeah. And that was one of the times, like, that is a gorgeous, gorgeous shot. Yes. And I really appreciated that. So- I, I did too. Although my brain kept going, how is that flare staying alight underwater? How long does a flare stay alight for anyway? But, <laughs> yes. you know, I had to, uh, you know, but but it, it is beautiful. You are correct. Yeah, my, that is in my notes anyway. as well. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> there's but- so much of that sort of stuff in this yeah, movie. Yeah. Um- <laughs> like, so much of it that I was just like, oh. God. Yeah. I want to talk about just a couple of things that I found really galling before we get into yeah. everything else. Mara's wig. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. so ugly. It's just distracting all the time she's dry. When she's underwater, it's less distracting. But whenever she's dry, all I can see is wig. Yeah. I, I didn't find it as bad as it looks in the trailers. There are a couple of scenes in bright daylight, like the weird thing where they go to Sicily and they like wander around the market for five minutes before the action actually starts that scene it's supposed to be romantic but there's so little chemistry that you're kind of like eh like yeah they really really don't have the chemistry between them and it's like oh god there is more chemistry between Momoa and Nicole Kidman Mm. than between those two yeah yeah like romantic chemistry like I was like wow he's really into his mum kind of chemistry those two I just this is Nicole Kidman is so great in this mm. there's a scene at the beginning where she's been um you made younger CGI younger I was nearly saying yeah. euthanized which de-aging. is not the right word de-aging I think she's been de-aged the, and yeah. um she's laying on the couch with the dog mm. and I was like this is acting like mm. she doesn't have many lines but she's got a um she's got this whole standoff with the dog and then she eats a gold I'm just like this woman is so great. Yeah. Like she's just fearless and she has so much range and she'll, she's up for anything. And I was like, she's so wonderful. And as soon as she um, disappeared after the beginning, I was like, when's she coming back? When's she coming? I was like, I was just waiting for the moment when we'd see her again. Yeah. Cause, Cause obviously so, we were going to see yeah, her again. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it was so, I was so looking forward to it. She was so great. I'm, I'm so glad that she did this. Yeah. I really liked her in this and I really liked Tamara Morrison in this too. Mm. He's so, so cute in this. Uh-huh. And his like the relationship between the dad and son is so sweet in this and so believable. Mm. And I just loved him like instantly, you know? Yeah. Um, and, it, and again, he, he and Nicole Kidman had great chemistry. Like she had really good chemistry with people in this movie. Yeah. 
And one of my favorite scenes in the movie has Samara Morrison in it as well, which is that bar scene. Yeah. No, I'm so glad they did that. Like one of the best things they've ever done is um casting Aquaman as an Islander man. Mm. And then obviously then, um, you know, casting a, an Islander man as his father and all that kind of – it just makes I, – I, I feel like it, it improves the movie, like by actually – um, giving that connection to the sea. Like I got a lot of Moana vibes at times, but that's what you're supposed to get. Like I think it could have really benefited from them using that and weaving it into the Atlantis Society stuff mm. and not sticking so true to the comics on the Atlantis Society the, I, stuff because yeah. Atlantis Society is a mess and so ungrounded in anything real that I was just like, oh, every time we were in Atlantis, I was like, everything about this is just unbelievable yeah. to me. Well, okay, yeah, and they all look like Aryan. Yeah, and well. they might as well be in space. Really, mm. like it's just insane, and it's not like, and and I especially was comparing this a lot to Black Panther mm. in that way. Black Panther, they worked so hard to bring in real African traditions and costuming and mm. all of this stuff to make Wakanda feel like a real place. Yeah. So that whenever you're there, all those traditions feel like they come from somewhere real. Yeah. Um, whereas Atlantis feels silly. All the time feels – I mean, just the fact that they can swim so fast. I'm like, there's no part of their body that's powering them to do this. You know, the the, uh, the source of unlimited energy. And I was like, Pah! I laughed like that yeah, yeah. out loud in the cinema because I was like, what do you mean you found a source of unlimited energy? And then a bitching about the people of – like the surface people polluting all the time. Just – Give us your energy, mm. then you won't we have would pollution. stop polluting. Yeah, like, so much. What? Um, yeah, well, and it's so stupid. It's so stupid and so unbelievable. It would have it would have made more sense if the Atlanteans like were based in that islander culture. Mm. It would have made so much more sense. Yeah, and yeah, it just I found that so frustrating. Mm. All of that stuff was so frustrating. Um, I think that you know them all looking Aryan is kind of like to mark. It's, it's to Especially make him, in, mark him out as biracial or yeah. a third culture. Yeah. And make him even more of kind of an outsider. Oh, and I definitely. think it, visually it worked quite well in yeah, this yeah. movie because he looks very different from um, oh, yeah, the yeah. other guys. And like especially up against Patrick, very blonde, you know, like traditional oh, yeah, yeah. Aquaman looking. Like he looks like comic book Aquaman, yeah, Patrick he Wilson. Does, he does. Um, um, who, yeah, I always think of Patrick Wilson as cut price Will Arnett. Well, to me in this, like I think Patrick Wilson's, probably much better actor usually than Will Arnett because Will Arnett kind of does one thing. Patrick Wilson's done a whole bunch of things in his career. Mm. But in this movie, he was the most inconsistent one to me. Like one minute I'd be like, that's really good. That's mm. a really good performance. Next minute I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like really, just from scene to scene, it varied so much. Mm. And also he's six years older than Momoa is <laughs> and playing his younger brother. Yeah, And yeah. I was like, this isn't believable to anybody, right? Yeah, and J Jason Momoa is a couple years older than I am and they're like – 1985 is when Nicole Kidman washes up on the shore. Yeah, but he look. I mean, he, you know, he's viably younger than that. Like, believe you could believe that Jason Momoa is younger than you 39. Could, well, you could believe that the two of, like, Patrick Wilson and Jason Momoa are about the same age. Yes. But, the yeah, the concept that, that like, Patrick Wilson is younger yeah, than, what, what's that, 33? They have to tell us, like, every time. They have to remind us he's the younger brother. He's, he yeah. so clearly isn't. So mm. there's that as well. And then the other thing that bothered me the mm. most in this movie was the de-aging on Willem Dafoe, which I don't know if you've ever seen those family photos where the people's faces were just, like, the, the person who did the Photoshop on the photos just kind of blurred their faces and then drew in new ones. <laughs> but every time I looked at Willem Dafoe in this movie, 
it's all I could think of because it looks like they took the Photoshop's blur tool or like smudge tool and just smudged his whole face except for his features. It's the worst de-aging I've seen in any modern movie. I was too excited about his um Ray from Star Wars hair. His little, oh, yeah. The little, <laughs> little bubbles on his head. But, yeah, it wasn't good. They were, they were also doing something weird with Tamura Morrison's teeth in the DAG. Yeah. Like his teeth. He looked, looked like a different person. Yeah, yeah. And his teeth looked like too white and too mm. even and close together. Like he looked like he had American teeth mm. and he doesn't. Well, I think they used – I think it's the model that they projected. Mm. You know how they, the, how they do the de-aging? They have like a stand-in. Yes. Um, and I think Nicole Kidman was basically her own stand-in and yeah. so was Willem Dafoe. Nicole Kidman <laughs> – and I'm, I really like Nicole Kidman and I have nothing against people doing plastic surgery, but because she's had a lot of plastic surgery, her face is very like smooth to be able to project her younger features yeah. onto. Yep, yep. I think that they had a really easy job with her and she looked pretty much mm. like she did when she was younger. Yeah. A little bit different, but you know, yeah. more or less. Blonder and stuff. Like she looks more like her current age self, but you know, with younger features and yeah. younger hair. She was fine. Definitely not up to the standards of some of the Marvel de-aging still. Mm. But Tamara Morrison, I think they used – it was like a different person standing yeah. in for him and he looked different. Well, um, um, yeah, Nicole Kidman – like the, the really good de-aging that Marvel does is Michael Douglas. But, of course, Michael – Oh, and D- what about Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah, that was really Incredible good too. The teenage on one. Him. But uh, Nicole Kidman, like uh, Michael Douglas, has a whole body of work that they can mm, work off to that's use true as, as well. Um, yeah, and that I, that clearly helped them as well. However, I did have the thought when we saw her when she appeared in the trench, very very similarly to both Michelle Pfeiffer in Ant Man and yep. the Wasp and the Mum in How to Train Your Dragon too. Yeah, yeah. Like they I all thought appear. Of both of those things as well. Yeah. This, that was exactly. Yep. It's the same. It's this trope same. that's going around yeah. at the moment, like reappearing mums in this distant land. Yeah. Like, and they're all got this cobbled together armor that they've forged by themselves, living off by themselves for twenty years with no human contact, and they're all fine. Yeah. They're all normal, fine human beings. Like, no yeah. problems, no issues from having I mean, to we, fight we, for their lives for 20 years. We did speculate about where they're going with that in Ant-Man, which is perhaps maybe she's not fine. But, yeah, no, I, I, I thought of both of those things. And this was one of the things about this movie. It kept reminding me of other things. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, that's a bit like Moana. Or that's like How to Train Dragon. Or that's a bit like Ant-Man and the Wasp. Or that's like Thor, you know. I thought a lot of Kubo and the Two Strings. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of that in this movie. Like the specific beats they go on, they mm. hit on their journey are very similar to Kubo and the Two Strings. Yep. And, the, you know, that's a search for parents and all this other stuff. Like it's, there's a mm. lot of similarity with with that one as well. Um, but, yeah, I also had the very uh, ungenerous thought when we saw Nicole Kidman again that I was like, wow, the plastic surgeons and dentists in the trench are great. You know, they got really good plastic surgeons and dentists in this lost world with dinosaurs where there's no other human beings, just like with Michelle Pfeiffer in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Lucky you didn't get a cavity. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, like the way they have these glamorous women just show up looking amazing, but with gray long hair. (laughs) Like that's the other similar. They both have amazing, perfect gray long hair. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean they look like this after being alone for 20 years? Mm. This is an unrealistic standard of beauty for women. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, another kind of I, – I really, as soon as she reappeared, was it was so much like yeah. that. And I, I know that 
it's from the comics and they were written before, but gosh, they're similar. Mm. It's a weird trope to have pop up all of a sudden. I suppose yeah. it's because they have the fridging of mothers thing. Yeah, well, that's right. They love bringing them back from the dead too. Anyway. Almost as common. I've just remembered my favourite cameo in the whole movie. What's that? Randall Park. Yes. As, as the um, expert, expert. The, the oceanic expert or whatever he's playing. Mm. So funny. He is very funny and it was fun to see him. Mm. And he was good in the little mid-credit sequence as well with mm. like one of my other favourite characters in the movie, Black Manta. Yeah. Who almost feels like he's in a different movie. I Yeah, that whole – the whole way they dealt with Black Manta was so bizarre because it seems like it's, it's going to integrate nicely. And then he kind of like – they just ignore him for too much of the movie. Yeah, and also he's like – He's he. I mean, that actor did such a good job. Oh yeah, right? but he's so intense. He yeah. Well, that's that's. What I saw that guy and I was like Yahya Abdul Mateen the second, yeah. and I was like, he's amazing. Like, yeah, this is a really good antagonist. Yeah, for Aquaman and the setup at the beginning where Aquaman won't help him save his father. All that's like it's a good setup. Yeah, and he just they don't make use of him like they could. Yeah, I think the movie's kind of overstuffed as it is. Well, yeah, that's right. And then they've got to have a big CGI battle at the end. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that too. But yeah, he was so – he was really good and really kind of intense and scary mm-hmm. and his Black Manta suit was really great. Yeah. It just looked really cool. I mean, the later one with the plasma weapon though, he looked like Ant-Man. Like that, that he looks like a, an actual ant with his big um, yeah, football-shaped head and the eyes and I kind of liked it. It was really distinctive. I mean, it was, but I also went <laughs> – when it emerged from the sea. And it's very very comic booky, I think. Mm. So I I quite liked that. I quite liked that he looked like that. Also when he fell down that cliff and you knew he was gonna survive and you're like, <laughs> No, he didn't. No, he definitely yeah, didn't. Like that was that fall was serious. Like a person would not survive that. He's a human too. Yeah. He's not an Atlantean. He is just a regular mm. dude. Like there's no way that he survived that with yeah. like what, a patch over one eye? That was what he got? <laughs> That's it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Just really – although I, I also really enjoyed the montage of him trying to figure out the suit and make it himself and everything. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. really fun. That like was he fun. was, yeah. you know, innovative. Mm. Did feel like it was in a different movie, though, because he's so serious. Yeah, yeah. And he takes everything so seriously. Yeah, absolutely. I've just discovered all these actors I didn't realize were in this movie, like John Rhys-Davies and Julie Andrews. <laughs> no, Okay. John Reese davies I heard as soon as he popped up, he was that crab guy in the big fight at the end. Yep, yep. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, oh, that's because, I mean, you know, I know John Reese davies from like Lord of the Rings yeah, and yep. Sliders and I was just like, bang, John Reese davies I knew who that was. Julie Andrews, I'd already heard who she played. Yeah. And I was so excited to see her because she's that big Kraken kaiju monster. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> absolutely my favorite thing in the whole movie. <laughs> So amazing. My favorite thing in the whole movie. Okay, yeah. It's that- Julie Andrews as a big kaiju thing. Mm. I the- mean, I was kind of fond of the freaking sharks with freaking laser beams on their heads, but <laughs> yes. yes, that is, she's also pretty awesome. But like, And then he rides her into battle and I yes. was like, she's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite thing. Um, oh. Especially since the battle, the other battle was so dull. Mm. God, we never even met these crab people. No. What are the stakes of this? Like, it's so irritating that they were like oh we just have to do this because there's a big battle and then we have to go to this conveniently located upturned boat to have the fight between orm and aquaman yeah well i also was like i don't feel like there should have been one no i felt like it would have been nice if he had had to solve the problem doctor strange style by like 
using his brain or his newfound powers of uniting everybody or well, something yeah. else. Yeah, there were aspects of Doctor Strange as well that made me think of that movie. In yeah. The, in but this, like, yeah. it just made me sad because I was mm. like, oh, we have to do the whole fighting thing. Yeah. And it wasn't like a particularly interesting fight to watch. Nope. And I, it's such a long movie. It's two hours, 23 minutes. And I, it, it could probably afford to lose a bit. Yeah. And I, I was watching it at a late night screening and I've been sick. So by the time we got to the this big CGI fight, I was like, oh, who are these people? What's going on oh, for crying out loud? Yeah. The only bit Let's that get I, this over with. The only bit that I enjoyed was when he popped up on the sea monster. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, ah, that was pretty amazing. <laughs> so cool. And then he gets off her. Yeah. Why would you get off? Just You've got a sea monster on, on your side. Exactly. Oh, that was fun. But, like, surely a lot of innocent people just died just from her coming up from under the lava. Yeah. Well, like, the, um, all, the, all those um, tsunamis that happened where, like, all of the rubbish and the um, the battleships were just sent oh, back on shore. Yeah, but that was the bad guys. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, that's fine for the bad guys to be killing people. I'm saying that Jason Momoa... Oh, Prob- yeah. Aquaman probably like killed innocent crab dudes by coming up from under the yes. lava in that cool way. Yes. With the Kraken. Like, I was like, these are the people you're trying to help, right? Yeah. Like, why are you having them sink in whatever? Mm. It's all for effect. There's a lot of that in this movie. Is that way. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's for effect. When they're running through that poor Sicilian town and you're oh, like, oh, God, I'm just like, you're, they're just wrecking everyone's houses and yes. roofs. And it's horrifying. People how much- must have died. Yeah. And you guys don't care at all. No, and the damage they did to that town. Yeah. Which doesn't exactly look like a wealthy town. Yeah. Although, oh, my God, there's a bit where a man's had his legs crushed under a concrete block and Aquaman lifts up the block and the dude just walks away. (laughs) I wrote about that too. That's not how concrete blocks falling on humans work. (laughs) Just like, I'm fine. I'm just going to run away with my family now. It's not how it works. Oh, my God. And this girl's about to, like, be, like, hit by a bell. And he just kind of shoulders it out of the way. And you're like, there's other people yeah, around. I know. I know. Guy, like, what are you doing? Although that did also have a, a part that made me go, if I would ever have superpowers, I would want wine powers. Because <laughs> Mary uses all the wine behind her. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the water powers, but yes. Yeah. But like me, me yes. being a superhero, I was like, yes, wine. I'd have wine powers. Wine is my superpower. <laughs> wine is my superpower. That made me laugh. I feel like um, whining would be my superpower. <laughs> No, you're not whiny. Um, but um, yeah, no, that I was just like that. It's great. Mera's whole water superpower thing. Is she the only one who has it? Well, I don't know. And why does she have it and Momoa doesn't? Well, I thought that was something that her people, like her and Dolph Lundgren and those people have. But we never see anybody else. No, because they're do all underwater, it. though, and nobody ever explains it. Uh, yeah, I kept calling it the Moana power, which is not quite true. Moana doesn't control the ocean in quite the same way. No, so they're just the friends. Ocean, yeah, um, does things for her. Yeah, I don't know. I just figured that was her tribe. Yeah, it yeah. just it never gets explained <laughs> in any <No>. way. <laughs> it, it's it's fun to see Dolph Lundgren having a comeback. The Dolph Lundgren is on. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Two movies in like four weeks. Dolph Lundgren in them. <laughs> yes, you made a great joke. <laughs> I wrote it down. I was very proud of it. There's another one somewhere. Oh, I've got to find it. But yeah, he, he's been around a bit all of a sudden. Yeah, it's strange. Oh, speaking of the creepy CGI before on the faces, mm. the baby Aquaman is also a CGI baby. And I was like, why would you have a CGI baby? Why? It's creepy looking. 
why do they do this? It's Because it's hard to hire babies? Do it anyway. You've got a shit ton of money. Like, well, yeah, but also, like, just, like, ask someone's friend's kid to be it. Babies yeah. all look the same until they're, like, six months old. Nobody will be able to tell. Yeah, all you need is a brown baby. Like, yeah, that's it. And, like, I'm sure they could find one among the friends and family of the cast and crew. Like, it's come on. It's always creepy. And especially creepy because that baby just, like, moves in a way that no baby has ever moved. <laughs> and I was like, demon baby! <laughs> you made a demon baby! Uh. <sighs> I don't know. I did kind of like that stuff though because that was where um, uh, the the way like the gender roles were swapped in the family. Like Arthur's dad has to protect the baby and look mm. after the baby, and Mum is fighting off the bad guys. Yeah, I liked kind that of sweet. too. I, like it was it was very like minor, but it was sweet. It was there. I liked that too. I thought that was sweet as well. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't think that the creepy baby no was sweet. What I did think was sweet was that bar scene when the guy came, like the, <laughs> the, the like the bikey looking guys came up. <laughs> And then we're like, can I take a selfie with you? And he had like a pink sparkly phone case. And Ackerman was so unhappy about it. At first. <laughs> and then he like, there's more like yeah. selfies of him partying with them. And I was like, that's the most Momoa thing that's been added to this movie. <laughs> is that he just met some people in a bar. They recognized him. And then he partied with them well, all night. Yeah, I actually think there was, um, no, like for real, was a couple of Momoa touches. Like he does like little Harker style war dances with mm. his um, trident before he, when he's bat- in battle. Mm. I think that's a Momoa touch. Yeah, I think so too. But that, yeah, to me, that was yeah, like you know like what we know of Jason Momoa. <laughs> yeah, he comes out to conventions here all the time as well, like all the time. And a friend of mine always looks after him when he's out here. And so, like, I know a lot of stories about him, and that was like very much who he is. Yes, that, he that's... just meets random people, they become his best friends, and he parties with them all night. Yeah, I, those. Yes, there are multiple stories like that of him. Yeah. He does seem like fun. Yeah, he's very much a person who just parties a lot and doesn't think about the consequences of things, but <laughs> um, has a lot of fun. But yeah, that I did actually appreciate that because it gives you a sense of, you know, that kind of jovial aspect of the character mm. before he has to get into all the super serious stuff later. Yeah, I, and, and that's another thing that they've done really well with this character is they've just kind of, they know who they've cast and they're working with him, not against mm. him. There's not they're they're working with the guy they've cast, and, and I, it works especially with an actor of Momoa's limited range. Yes, but unlimited charisma. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> like so, he just is a lot of fun. Exactly, and they just and, lean into all the fun parts of him. And I think that was what was really one of the reasons why this movie's been so successful. To be honest, is yeah. because they kind of went with who he is yeah, and also made a fun movie that isn't too serious. And mm. so everybody's just like, a fun movie, I'll go see that. Yeah. Um, I still think there's a lot of things that look ugly. That final battle looks ugly. A lot of the underwater stuff where it's like them riding on giant seahorses and sharks and things and they're all going at each other and you're like, what am I watching? Yeah, it's looks- hard to tell. When they're all on their- in their squid ships and stuff. Mm. I did appreciate that those underwater undersea scenes were colourful just in a DC movie. I'm like, oh, yay, colour. Yeah. Especially um, there's a bit where they show how his eyes adjust, which is cute. I like that. But, yeah, it is very much like we could be in space. We could be anywhere. It's all just lots of colour and movement thrown at you. Yeah. It did make my head spin to be there and then go back to Earth to do like an Indiana Jones scene. It, yeah, it was weird. And you're like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> what is happening with this movie? They just kind of threw everything at it, huh? Yeah, and they tried to make it be like this cute banter between the two of them and it's just that kind of banter doesn't work with these two. No, it doesn't. You have to have people who can do quick, really good banter. Yeah. And they don't have any of that. No. 
But yeah, no, it doesn't. And it's also like and, and the like Earth my stuff, girl Friday style stuff. Yeah, and the Earth stuff with the two of them also just seems so weird. Like that whole Sicily thing with the weird lighting, mm. um, and the stupid songs that play as well like that one oh my has, god yeah. she's a mystery and then when they're on the plane with lee winnell the pilot toto's africa play. <laughs> like no it's not toto's africa no, it's, a it's cover the version. bad pitbull cover of africa it's just and then the she's a mystery song that plays over the wacky sicily scene also just so weird like the whole thing just feels like it was an entire that's an entirely different movie i did write the soundtrack is really dot 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 subtle <laughs> That's one of my notes during that scene. But then, like, like, oh god, the, the score, like bits of the score where they brought in that cool eighties synth and stuff with the yeah. bright, bright neon colors underwater. That was cool. It was, but it's also it's just ripping off Wonder Woman. I was going to say Thor Ragnarok, but yes, that it was ripping. I off. I mean, Thor Ragnarok though, that score is inspired by the movie. It's it's yeah. in right, like Thor Ragnarok. I mean, I think this is a little bit has a little bit Thor Ragnarok in it, mm. but Thor Ragnarok is like that eighties, very heavy neon aesthetic. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. very, very much leaning into a particular aesthetic, and the score supports that. Whereas this score, even though I thought it was cool, to me was just going, "Oh, this is what Wonder Woman sounded like," and Wonder Woman was successful. It's the same composer too. Yeah, so I, I feel like it's just kind of like. It, it's just kind of copying that and hoping yeah. for the best. Yeah. So I didn't appreciate that as much. There's a couple of musical moments that are quite good, but overall I was just kind of like, it sounds a lot like Wonder Woman, mm. which again, Wonder Woman was very, um, the music was kind of, what's the word? Like juxtaposed against the action. Yes. But it works kind of, it works pretty well for that, I think, because Wonder Woman seems like she's out of her time. Yeah, yeah. So, like, so to pair to... her with kind of synthy rock music in a World War One action movie mm. gives you that sense of being out of time. Yeah. And I don't know what it was doing for this movie. <laughs> like, I don't know what the, the sense that they were trying to give us from having that synthy rock music was for Aquaman. Mm. Except Momoa is cool, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> if it had a little more kind of an aquatic... Yeah. sort of feel to it i would have appreciated it more and like you i'm sure you can do a lot of different things with a more rocky soundtrack yeah i just didn't think that this did it sounded too much like wonder woman to me i have so many notes there's no way i'm getting through all of them yeah i i've actually i think covered off every single one of mine but then i, I made mine while the credits were rolling so like there's a moment when orm says ocean master and the score goes dun 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 <laughs> and i was like okay Oh yeah, I forgot Ocean Master made me laugh every time it happened. Me too. It was like a, a chain seafood, chain fish and chips restaurant in Australia in the nineties. Yeah. So every time I would hear the the Ocean Master jingle in my, head. it's also not intimidating. No, right? It's, Ocean Master. Yeah, it's not like a impressive title. And he's no. like, "No, call me Ocean Master," and I'm like, "If you say yeah, so, it's not like King of the Deep or something." No stupid sounding <laughs> um i also another moment that i laughed like cackled was when the first water hologram appeared and i was like what what do you mean they have water holograms and then they do one on dry wet on a beach like yeah away from water or like is that's the, when they use them no 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 that's, that's sorry on the sh- maybe on the ship or they do, like, yeah they do it on a boat and then they do it on a beach but there's one point when there's no water under them oh no 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 when the big one of the the old king atlantis appears atlanta whatever his name was 
and it's literally like the only water has been the sweat that she pulled off Momoa's body. Uh, and yeah. then there's like this big water One hologram. Drop. Yes. And I was like, where did that water come from? I was wondering the same thing. That was the one where I was like, what the <laughs> hell? Also, the Atlantis in this movie is like, everything about this movie is totally different from Justice League. <laughs> I only know that because I recently watched a video about Justice oh, League. I'm, I'm glad because I've... My brain has kind of erased Justice League from existence. But, but like, anyway. in Justice League, Mera has to make a bubble around her and Momoa so that they can talk. Yeah, yeah. And but in this, this one, one you just... can just talk underwater. Yeah, which makes more sense for a species that always lives underwater. Yeah, exactly. But also makes no sense in another way. Yeah. Oh, and there's the whole thing about the highborn can speak in on surface, but not the lowborn. Can breathe, uh, yeah. Can breathe on this, air. Uh, breathe air. Like... Why? What? How? Why? Humans are mongrels. There's no, like, highborn, lowborn, there's not a lot of difference in our genetics. Let's be real here. And what are they saying that, like, nobody in all of that time, like, snuck off and had a baby with somebody but, else? Yes. I'm like, what? Right? Exactly. As if someone highborn, as if highborn people didn't, like, father children in the lowborn area and then they can w- w- breathe air. But then. Unless it's not gen- genetic and it's learned, in which case they're just not sharing the ability the technology. with the the yeah. low one which is just mean i know it's horrible <sighs> yeah that's the atlantean atlantean society was so fucked up and nobody ever mentions it yeah there's no point at which they're like hey maybe arranged marriages and really big class differences isn't a great thing <laughs> yeah like nobody cares everybody's just happy to go with that there's <laughs> no kind of atlantean uprising of like regular people the only people who are going against orm are his vizier they yeah. use the word vizier, made me very happy. Yeah. Um, and his fiance. Yeah. Ugh. Also, her being his fiance, I was just like, gag me. I hated it. <laughs> just so cranky. Yeah. What else? Um, I didn't understand why she had to have a sexy boob outfit. No. Like it does it's not practical swimming, and believe me, I know. Yeah. Like I was just thinking the same thing. I've had swimsuits that are low cut like that, and I was like, it's not easy to swim. No, your boobs are just full out all the yeah, time. Yep. You need something that comes up higher, especially. I mean, Amber Heard's quite booby, you know. Yeah. It, she needs something that comes up a little some higher. Support. Some yeah. Support in there. A foundation garment. Yeah, I understand. Orm gave Mira a handcuff, and she wore it through, for ages. Yeah, I know. I never thought that maybe it was bad because she's <laughs> like I appreciate that she's you know. I feel like in the hands of a better actress, the character could be quite great. Yeah. Like a very kind of... Like in the hands of a Scarlett Johansson, it could have been good. Yeah. Like a kind of mash-up, his girl Friday, badass action girl. Yeah, yeah. But it isn't. No. I mean, I appreciate that she's a good... Like she's a strong character, but she, there's nothing else going on there. Yeah. <laughs> she's just like, I have duties. I am strong. Rah. I'm going to go through all of my notes and see if there's anything really important. Well, I mean, have you got more excellent puns? I do somewhere. That throne loom room looked really fake. You know, Orm's throne room, it was very white. It was kind of Hunger Games-esque. Yeah. But, like, I was like, wow, I thought Atlantis looked fake before this, but now. <laughs> oh, the octopus that plays the drums. Yes. Which was apparently inspired by um, Mad Max Fury Road <laughs> and the Doof Warrior. Yeah, right. Um, that got a good laugh. It's good. But then I was like, wait, are the octopi sentient here? If yeah. they're sentient enough to play the drums, is it not slavery to be using all of these ocean animals in the way they do? Or if they're sentient enough to be making their own decisions about playing drums and whatnot, should we be eating them? Is more the bigger question. But then I don't again, know like, if the Atlanteans do eat them. So no, that's true. But the humans do. In fact, like the movie will make you go, "Oh God, what are we doing to the ocean? I don't want to eat fish again." Yeah, I kind of. Except that it, it just was so unbelievable to me that I was like. 
I mean, Finding Nemo did that more for me I'm than this sure movie I'll did. Forget. And that has talking fish. <laughs> the bit where she's like the being all queenly and then appears in the in the ship and gets changed like in seconds. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I, I noticed what? that. I was like, she brought that outfit with her? Well, maybe it was underneath the, like, octopus dress. Yeah. It was very weird. I wrote, Sicily kind of looks like Themyscira. Yeah, yeah. It was way too light. Way, yeah. way, way too light. Ah, I found my other one. Well, that's, that, that, Themyscira was Italy. Like, that's what was filmed. Yeah. So, it, it just, there was, yeah, like, yeah. immediately you think that. Um, Black Mantominator. Oh, okay. Okay. Because he was like, it, it just reminded me so much of the hot pink terminator yeah. and the, and shrike a lot of movies have had terminators lately like especially when he shows up he has a very similar musical cue to both of those characters oh um i liked the design of the little interstitial titles in this where the place names yeah because they came up in the middle of action or yes. just after action scenes so you yep. just had a bit of action and then you were taking a breather and then it was like this is where we are yeah and yeah. i really liked that because a lot of the time it's right in the middle of the screen and yeah. it, it cuts into action and yeah. it takes you out of it for a second, but this one never did that. Um, I thought that was neat. I did not particularly appreciate the princess fish girl, though. Like he kills her dad or yeah. kills her dad and then he's like, long live his heir, now I'm threatening you and you have to follow me. Yeah. And like she has no story and no name. Yeah. And she just has to like. Yep, now she's the king of the fish people. And she's the third female character in this movie. Yeah. Because there's no female, um, like, guards or underlings. There's no female soldiers in the mm. Atlantean army, even though we can see clearly that they are trained to be fighters yeah, yeah. based on Mera and Atlanta. <laughs> so it's really, really dude heavy. Oh, and, yeah. and of course, Julie Andrews. Yeah. The most important female character in this movie. <laughs> yes, but she's hidden behind a monster. She is, but it's amazing. It's so amazing. It's Julie Andrews as a giant kaiju thing. Yeah. Like, it's that so cool. That whole scene is so great. It is. I love it so much. Also, he has to, re like, talk to her. Yeah. And get her on his side. Yeah. Which is why I was like, oh, it'll be nice if the end of the movie is this. And he has mm. to talk to Orm. No. No, but, yeah, that's nice. Like, he doesn't have to fight to get the, the trident. He has to, like, talk his way into it. Mm, exactly. I also liked how much the camera um, objectifies um, Momoa in this movie. Like mm -hmm. his signature look is kind of flipping his hair over his shoulder and looking back over his shoulder, yeah. which he does when he appears on that submarine at the beginning. And I was like, is he flirting with the sea pirate? Like the, the he has sub pirate? so much charisma. He just flirts with cameras. Yeah. Like he, um, but they know what they're about. Like he's literally in a pair of tight jeans and nothing else. And it's amazing. Like they know what they're dealing with here. Like we were saying before, they know who they hired. Mm. He's hired because he's tall and hot and charismatic, and that's perfect. Yeah, exactly. And then he uses the um, the all the creatures from the sea at the end of the battle as well, and yeah. he sends them all at the Atlanteans, and they start shooting fish. <sighs> yes, <laughs> not in a barrel, but like you're like, aren't you the good guys? Like, aren't you supposed to be the you think Protecting you're the good guys? The ocean? The, yeah, yeah. Why are you shooting fish? Me using yeah, using fish as weapons, and not the freaking sharks with freaking laser beams on their heads. <laughs> So they literally shoot the the lasers. They shoot a teal and orange. Yes, yes. Like I know it was I delightful. Was, <laughs> it was like I've never been happier not, in my whole life than when the freaking sh sharks with freaking laser beams in their heads came 
on screen. It was so funny. It was very funny. The Atlanteans ride the sharks and then the Dolph Lundgrenians ride. (laughs) I don't know what they're called. Yeah, they ride seahorses. Giant seahorses. I was like, this is the least threatening thing I've ever seen in my life. Like this, we're going to go into battle riding giant seahorses. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) So funny. And then they get attacked at the beginning of the movie and you're like, oh, I'm definitely arranged that. And also he could have easily died, except that Atlanteans don't seem to be able to die. So who knows? Clearly there's some way of dying, but, like, just no no one it's important to us dies. Yeah. And they there's do a not bunch ex- of times that Momoa gets shot at and survives, including by the plasma gun thing, yeah. which was shown to destroy, like, a whole rock formation. Yeah. Which makes Far away. no sense. Well, he's very strong. I mean, sure, but, like... <laughs> it's also baffling as to why the world would need Superman when Aquaman clearly has, like, basically the same powers. <laughs> Anyway, it's bizarre. Well, I mean, they can't shoot laser beams from his eyes. True. But they never explain. Or fly. Again, Justice League kind of shows that he can, but I think we must be putting that out the window in terms of actual continuity because it doesn't make any sense. Um, But, yeah, it, it never explains properly, like, the rules of this world either. Like, Willem Dafoe kind of half-heartedly goes, oh, your eyes are made to adjust and you can boom swim. (laughs) You know, that sonic boom swim thing that they do. You've got nitrous in your feet. Yeah, for no reason. Um, And you can spin your trident around and make water shields. (laughs) Just cause. Spin his trident around. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, I know. know. It's literally the fight move that he teaches him is to spin his trident around and make water come to him. I know. Stop playing with that thing. I'm just sorry. (laughs) It's so so silly. I know. But it also never explains these things. No. It doesn't make any sense as to why he's invulnerable. Like, Mm. why are Atlanteans invulnerable? They were just humans who live underwater now. Or who evolved into live underwater, yeah. Why can some of them have powers and why do some of them why are some of them human looking but others crabby looking? And why and do they have powers looking? on Earth as well? Yeah. Like that doesn't make sense either. Also they kept talking about the fisherman kingdom and I was like thinking of like fishermen, but they're yeah. not, they're fish people. <laughs> yes. Which is bizarre. And yeah, the Dolph Lundgren and Orm tribes are like white guys. And yeah. then the other two tribes are fish looking people and crab looking yeah, people. The, there's the blonde white guys and the redhead white guys. Yeah. And then fish people and crap. Why? Oh, and trench dwellers. Yeah. Who are like nightmare creatures. <laughs> like, you Monsters, know, like, yeah. Why? Okay. Anyway, we should probably rate this so that we can get onto the other one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yes, my, my voice is failing and I need more orange juice. Um, yeah. Look, I don't know. I think probably two and a half stars. Yeah. It's it's fine. It's fun. It's silly, but it is also kind of silly. Yeah, I I say I think two and a half stars as well. And I think of all things, Momo actually really saves it. Yeah, he's great because um, without him, it wouldn't really be as fun and watchable. He no. makes a lot of the fun and watchability happen. Yeah, especially since when the even when the stuff that's on him is silly, when the movie moves away from him, if it's not on Black Manta, it really slows down. Yeah. Even to, like, his flashback stuff, which was so unnecessary a lot of the time. <laughs> yes. Even if all the kids who played young um, Momoa were really cute and I liked mm. them all. Yeah. It's so unnecessary. There's way too much of it. There's so much of it. And you're like, we don't – we get – we yeah. basically know this. This movie didn't need to be two hours, 23 minutes long. It could have been two hours or less. It, yeah. Easily could have got 20 minutes out of it. Yeah. So I, I think two and a half stars as well. Mm, okay. 
Thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you would like show notes or old episodes, they're on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. And if you'd like to find us on social media, we're at screen underscore queens on Twitter and facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens on Facebook. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.